Welcome to Life Uncharted Podcast with Damola, Diana and Shire. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Life Uncharted Podcast. My name is Damola, I'm back again with my nice voice. Anyway, welcome to another episode. As usual, I'm not here by myself, Diana and Shire are here with me. Say hi ladies hi it's shy <laughs> what, what happened to my voice Tamara? it's nice i wanted to praise you you're already fighting yeah fighting. sorry nigerian and me has to come out once in a while but hi everyone it feels so good to be back so um i'm excited but it hasn't been that long it now. feels like forever to me it does feel like forever why? To me. i don't know why it's so uh-huh. odd I was about to say maybe we should start posting more episodes sooner, but that's a boy. Hey, I beg like, Don't worry, Dama, don't worry. You know, me and you are even be. <laughs> Diana could probably hack it, but not me and you. I, I can't <laughs> hack it. I promise I can't hack it. Okay, yeah, not, not right now. Diana too is not being the busiest one. But yeah, it just feels like it's been a while. So. Okay, fair fair enough. How are you guys doing? Diana didn't even introduce herself. She not say hi now. Be. She's too big for us. As in, big woman. Sorry, no vex. Your Highness. Because I was about to introduce myself and I said, how are you people doing? But it's fine. It's actually, hi, everyone. Diana here. Low energy, but still here. But how are you guys doing? Sincerely, I am tired. And I need a break. But if I get a break, I might end up poor. So, move. Honestly, because you guys, if you're Nigerian and you know what the exchange rates are currently, I saw someone post something that more than that pounds, one pound is not like 800 and something, yeah. 814 naira. And I'm just like, my mind is even still struggling to process that. And then dollars is like 670 or something. So if you are a Nigerian earning in naira, I'm actually sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't like this. I don't like hearing this ending in Naira talk. It's a very useless talk. I don't like hearing it. What do you mean? Ah. Because, like, what do you want them to do? But they're living in Nigeria. Obviously, they're ending Naira. So, a lot of people don't do business just in Nigeria. So, what do you want them to do? That's not the question. Living in Nigeria, you need to understand how Forex affects just purchasing goods. And how that actually oh, affects. I understand. I All good and fine. So where where are they? Unfortunate. Where are they getting dollar jobs? Where are they it's getting foreign currency jobs? jobs it's not just about getting jobs. I'm just saying, even the price because Nigeria trades so much, and most of our foreign our foreign exchange currency comes from us selling oil. That also affects the price of goods that you are purchasing in naira. So it's not even about getting I, I, i'm not saying that i don't understand but you said that if you're a nigerian earning in naira so the question mm-hmm. is what currency are they supposed to earn in whatever currency is out there there are other countries even in africa migrate to that ghana migrate to <laughs> i just don't do think that nigeria? Omar, i'm just saying that you're living in nigeria you're going to earn in naira there is nobody that is handing um foreign currency jobs and i know when you mean foreign currency you're talking about dollars you're talking about euros you're talking about pounds that's what you're talking about nobody's just handing out those 
or it's not just lying about somewhere. So like they don't have a Obviously, choice. Not. But now more than ever, there's an availability of remote jobs in which you are paid in a different currency. And the so remote you jobs say you must live in America? Do you know? No. Oh, no, okay. They're not looking. All right, sure. I'm sure. Well, hello. I can't believe we started this episode like this. I can't believe we started this episode like this. I said it's what you're talking about. (laughs) Dana is the one. Anyway, please, please, please. I was going to ask you guys a question as you were talking, but now you guys have you guys distracted me. But yes, my question is my question for you guys is do you find saying no to people awkward? Like when they ask you for money, do you find that the whole do you find the whole process of lending or that lending money to people or borrowing, I don't know which one is the right English, but that whole process, do you find it awkward? Nah, not at all. I'm, not I, at I all. say so no you... very quickly when it comes to money. <laughs> I don't say. Okay, Shaya's the reason is different from mine, obviously. <laughs> Why? Why? Like Because um, for me, it's like, if I don't know you, why are you even asking me in the first place? No, no, no. That's that's not the thing. So you are ima- you are assuming that the person does not know you. So let's just say this is someone that you are fairly, you know, familiar with. Might be your friend, might not be your friend. And then they come and meet you. Oh, and this is not something ridiculous. They're like, oh, just come and meet you. I'm like, oh, Adana, please, can you just uh, can you just give me, I don't know, ten k? I'll pay you back at the end of the month when they pay me. It's just that I ran into this difficulty. They'll actually explain the difficulty they got into. Yeah. How comfortable we. Will you be like just saying, oh no? Do you do you find that you have to say no and give a reason, or you just say no? I can't give you the end. I mean, um, so again, it just has to be. I don't think that anyone can just. But actually, someone surprised me one time. So like, yeah. But like, I don't. I don't find if I say no, you obviously as my friend, you would understand I'm saying no because I don't have. So I don't think I need to explain it. I'll just say, oh, sorry, I don't have. That's it. Mm. Okay, Shia, what about you? Yeah, same. I don't actually just say no. I'm just like, I don't have. I'm broke too. We're all poor. But <laughs> we're all poor. <laughs> no, honestly, we're all poor. <laughs> usually, I'm very nice and I'm very kind. And I'm like, because I don't even enjoy ever having to ask someone for money. I understand that when people come to ask you for money, there are different categories. You know, there are um, chronic, I don't want to call them beggars, but chronic lenders. Mm -hmm. So if you, and everyone has one of those people in in their lives. Like if you don't have one of those people in your life, you should be very lucky. Like someone that is almost always broke (laughs) because they just don't know how to manage their finances and they have a list of friends that they will rotate and be asking for money every time. I've experienced that recently <laughs> um well it's not actually that recently it's been a couple months ago i hope this person doesn't listen to this podcast yet, but um Shame. sorry not sorry but there are some of the people that you just feel like and again obviously it's not always their fault but sometimes it's just like mm, it's a little bit weird but that's not even my point i usually won't say no so what i do is i will just because I'm like, most of you that ask me are people that I know. If you don't know me, why would you ask me for money? It's weird. It's like when, when you go to the mall and random people are like, please give me money, please. <laughs> so usually it's people that you know that will ask you for these things. So what I do is I think to myself, how much can I dash this person? If I'm being, like if I'm in a good mood, I'll just be like, oh, like things are really tough for me, but let me see what I can do. And then I will send you what I can part away with and 
not care if you return. If you say you return it, sure. If you don't return it, I won't chase you. Or maybe if I really feel like, mm, but you were really acting like you were going to return this money, then I will ask, I'll message you once in a while. But what I do is, I'll just give you what I can part with and it will not affect me in any way. Because there's one thing that I hate more than anything when it comes to people who lend money is they will say, it's really quick for them to ask you. But when it comes to returning, I remember there was, um, was it a podcast, someone that was telling me, like you literally have to chase them for money. Like people will, Dana, I remember when you told me about someone that was using the money that you gave them to Jai outside. Do you remember? <laughs> Well, the person was like going out and having trips. I, I, I can't deal with that. Like literally I'll block you and delete you. I, I get that as your MO too. But so I would rather just not borrow you the amounts that you're asking for. Money can spoil friendship, Sha. TBA. That one, yeah. I, I yeah, but I have a theory about money spoiling friendships. And I don't think really it can, like it can to an extent, but... When it comes to, I think when it comes to, like, people I really care about, I wouldn't let that, like, do anything. As Shia would say, like, I, th- my, I think my mom says this thing, like, you don't borrow money, you can't let go. So be ready to let go of that money, whatever amount it is that you're borrowing the person. And, yeah, honestly, like, sometimes I've asked someone to give me back money before because I've, I was just very angry. That the person was, as Shayo said, jaying outside. Like, are you okay? You are owing me and you are just gallivanting. Like, hey, should they now die because they are owing you? Like, should they die? You said you were going to give me yes. back. Why have you not given me back my money and you are just enjoying? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, can you imagine how upsetting it is? Someone's like, oh, I'll give it back to you in two weeks. Or I'll give it back to you tomorrow. And then that time passes. They don't say anything. They don't say anything. And you anything. know the way social media is. You see somebody on your WhatsApp story or you see somebody on your Instagram story and they're in the outside and they're posting and they're dancing and they're living their best life. And I'm just like, oh, but what about my money though? Because I'm confused. The least you can (laughs) do is just say, look, like I know I said blah, 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 blah. I can only, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get whatever funds. That's all. I'm not even asking you to return it if you are able to. But they won't be, and then you're not, it's the most triggering thing. It's the worst. So, for (laughs) me, it's just like, honestly, don't even put yourself in that position where you get angry. If they can't give it, they can't give it. Forget it. Move on. I mean, that's that's easier said than done. Because sometimes your friends, I know, I know, yes, realistically, only give people money that you can afford to lose. But sometimes somebody will come with you with one need and issue, and you're just like, okay, fine, I'll help you, but please pay me back. There's no money I can forget with you. And then it will not turn to one story after the other. And it will pain you. That's why Shayo said we're all broke. We don't have, like, Like in my head, I'll just be like, "Excuse me, where do you expect me to get this money that you're asking me from?" Like, exactly. sorry, what what lifestyle did I show you that I have that you think I have this money? Sometimes people look at you and they think that I could like, don't have the money that you think that I have. Like, this so don't worry about true. it. I no, said that I sound like I'm rich. I'm like, I'm sorry if I if I you know misrepresented myself. I do not. Excuse have it. you. What do you mean? You're a rich babe. What do you mean misrepresented? <laughs> No, no, no. I know. Like, yeah, no, obviously, true. like I'm not saying that I'm not rich. I know that you know 
it's, this is just a phase. It's there. Okay, so the rich, the wealth is coming at me. It's already no, no problem. Don't worry, it's not coming. It's already okay, it's already. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. But anyway, speaking of money and new opportunities and whatnot, the main thing we're talking about, not all the things we're saying, main thing we're talking about is job hunting. I mean, I'm sure that you guys are really, really familiar with this. I'm quite familiar with this because recently I started a new job, so there's that. But we're also familiar with the whole process of looking for a job, searching for a new job and whatnot. And we also created a survey or a questionnaire and we got some very interesting responses, which we will share soon. But I just wanted to ask you guys, how many years now have you really been properly in like, the job market or you know the whole phase of you know searching for a job looking for a job how was the initial first experience the very first time you were looking for like a full-time job not not student job that is that's weird though question before diana goes does nyc count as because i feel like even finding Sorry, yes, a placement in nyc is a job but it doesn't it doesn't count as such like it's no, it i don't does. think it's that stressful it does, that that trust no. like the application um, process because you know how some when, people when they get the nyc job they go on to be retained by those companies so some people really go hard for where they work when it comes to nyc that's why i was uh-huh. some people some people they take what they're handed down so they don't really but for some people that's like where they start their NYC, whatever, career sets the tone for pretty much the next five years of their life, especially like if you're working for top, top companies. Okay, we, okay, that, okay, that counts. But in your situation, both of you, you, you are not in your NYC job right now. So I guess my question still applies. Yeah, but my NYC job kind of be my side gig and I'd be, earning money from it so do you get it, it, yeah okay fair getting enough. that job did a lot for me in terms of some of the opportunities that i have now oh yeah true what would you say were the challenges you encountered or like the surprises in like that whole process either it can be anything from when you were applying or trying to figure out your cv or it can be anything from getting rejections or so that's just what i'm talking about like that very uh-huh. first introduction and that's why i wasn't too sure if nyc counted because yeah. for a lot of people nyc posted them somewhere they just accepted okay. some people actually went through the process of applying to different places for nyc some people spoke to their daddy their daddy told them somebody's office but i'm just talking about the first real job the time you have to still kill. Let me arrange my CV. Let me. So that's what I'm just talking about here. Yeah. yeah. So actually, for me, it was my it was my NYC job because the first where I got posted to, I was done with that. The guy was owing me, and I said I'm not working for this man again. So I had to go and find a job for myself. So I think for me, the the one thing that was I didn't sit well with me was me having to write a. Um, personal statement cover letter or oh, cover letter yeah yeah i hated that thing i still hate it like why do i have to write a cover letter so i think that's the one thing that's thoroughly like um that really surprised me and i didn't like it at all because it's like what am i supposed to put in this cover letter and all of those all of those and then there's also you going to a place and then giving offering like the barest minimum and they just expect you to accept it 
because you're obviously like looking for a job so i think yeah cover letter and just having to accept rubbish like rubbish pay from anyone just because you want something as soon as possible so yeah do you think that if a lot of nigerians started working early enough they might be more used to the whole cover letter thing because i know like let's say graduates in like let's say u.s schools or uk schools that had to do like internships summer internships at a high school so they were used to like writing cover letters and whatnot but it's almost like you finish as a nigerian and then you're just thrown into the job market and people are like oh yeah figure that out do you think it would have been better if nigerians started working early might have helped no i don't think that's not the reason because um the whole selling yourself that's what a cover letter is basically doing you're selling yourself and it's it's really would i say i don't want to say difficult but it's somehow especially when you don't exactly know yourself it's like what am i now what am i supposed to see so i don't think it's the it's the well, writing that, um, sorry it's more like the content but then damas point kind of holds a little bit though because if you start working early enough i feel like it's not so much selling yourself it's just putting your experience down in a summary that's really what your cover letter is to say that you can do this job yeah so if you have like tons of experience then it really wouldn't be like the hardest thing so for someone who has like five years of experience or even three years of experience and then or let's just even say two years but you have it in different roles then it really wouldn't be that hard it shouldn't be but i do understand your point about selling yourself but i think that would be more applicable when it came to like an interview and it was face to face except you your don't know how to find a cover though. except you don't know how to find but cover letter is easier to hack because there's like tons of templates online so it's not something that is so you just know okay this is what paragraph one should be i put i apply it to my experience and to the role but the real hard thing is when you actually are face-to-face with somebody and you don't really know yourself or you're not confident, then it will be harder. I don't... Funny, I don't find, like, in the interview process, like, I don't... I don't see anything in the interview process, to be honest. Not like I like interviews, but I think I'm more comfortable with, like, face-to-face interviews than with, like, you know, cover letter, as I said. And I like to write, so... Why do you think that is... For me, it's easier to express myself. Let me just say, it's easier. I find it easier to express myself. Um, and then there's a lot of things involved. There's body language. There's all of that. Do you understand? I think I know how to play with those than just writing. Like in the letter, you're not seeing anything. You're just seeing a letter. Yeah. I, d- I don't get it, though. Because you said you just said you are a writer, so I would have imagined that the writing part would be easier for you, no? I'm not a formal writer. But I think what you do you might mean, just formal? be overthinking what a cover letter should be. That is why you... <laughs> I don't think I'm overthinking but I the thing think is <laughs> But another thing is also that I don't think I'm also the right person to just talk about the job market, kind of, because I feel like I've kind of had it easy. When I mean easy, like I'm the jobs I actually want and I, and I apply for, I get them. So there's that. Oh, that's cute. I love it for you. We do love it for you. <laughs> I love it for you. No, I've, I've, I have I have wanted several jobs that I didn't get. 
So Same. I definitely, so many. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely understand being on the other side yeah. of of it because just just give some backstory and context, right? So, um, in the UK for a doctor, as compared to the US, um, the US system you get matched, so you just apply, you take the exams, you apply to as many places as possible you get called for interviews and then you get ranked and you are allocated a place. But in the UK, if you are coming through like the whole non-training position, you actually have to apply for a job and you have to, you know, look at their person specification, write something nice, and then you get shortlisted. So you know how you see a job advert and you're like, okay, they're asking for this, they're asking for that. I feel like I meet this requirement. But then you now see some other things. Because I remember that time when I was applying, I saw some things that would be like, oh, two years experience in this. I'm going be like, definitely I'm applying for that. For whatever reason, I chose to do it. And I felt like, okay, I could learn. And, you know, there were several things that, you know, I could bring in quotes to the table. I felt like, oh, I was smart good with school they want to hire me it was the it was the I, I think that's probably one of the was it was a very very hard time in my life I would say because when I started applying in like the very first time I applied um the first month I was like oh it's calm you know I was sending in job um sending in applications you know I was getting some rejections but then I was like oh yeah it's okay like I don't have that much experience so it's okay to get rejections but after the first month passed and after like the second month passed and when the third month trust me some days I'll get rejections and I'll just cry some people will give rejections and be like oh we're not offering any kind of feedback meaning like they're not going to tell you why you are not shortlisted for interviews some people will say oh you need to go get more NHS experience or something. But that whole process was very, personally, emotionally for me, it was very daunting because at some point, I, I started to like second guess myself. And I was just like, what exactly do they want? Like, what, what more? I felt like I was not prepared. I was not prepared for this whole job hunting process. I think because I had spent so long in school, I felt like, okay, if I arrange myself together, I'll just get a job. So I can definitely speak from someone who wanted several jobs. I mean, thankfully, I got a job eventually. But yeah, I can just speak from that end. That's it. I feel like I was already getting very you know very passionate again so let me just shut up shio how about you <laughs> i'm like definitely no you weren't you were doing great we're listening you should have yeah. continued um yeah i don't even know where to start mine is it's a little bit i won't say trickier because i feel like <laughs> if i had stayed in the uk then my experience would be kind of different because Anyways, all the jobs that I applied to when I was in the UK before I moved, I got rejected for them. I don't even remember how many of them there were. But then like, part of the reason why I left was just because I, well, your visa is expiring. I am finna be caught here and they will deport me type of thing. So my mind was already kind of, even before the visa was expiring, I was homesick. So I kind of knew that I wanted to move back home. And then when moving back home, obviously you have two degrees. It's a no-brainer. So once I had made up my mind that I was going to move back home, I remember in the weeks leading up, I had started like looking on LinkedIn. is like, bae, <laughs> every single job. Okay, no, no, no. One of the jobs I go, I didn't get from LinkedIn. But I didn't have like recruiters messaging me on LinkedIn. So um, 
I'd already started looking on LinkedIn. I'd already started trying to apply for jobs. I had reached out to like people that I knew and was like, okay, so this is my experience or not even my experience because heck I didn't have any real experience to be honest because I went straight from first degree into second degree so there was really no time in between where I got actual proper jobs that were related to my degree right um so I was very I'd already like prepared my mind and I was looking for jobs honestly I, Dan, I just remember that I was in your house for one of the one of those interviews. So one of the, obviously you do um, yeah. when you return, you do NYC and you have to get a job, right? And I knew I wasn't going to do their traditional placements, like work in a school. So I started, what I started doing was I just started sending cold emails. Like I remember my dad had sat me down and it was just like Google a bunch of like organizations that related to the field that you want to work in, right? Research, public health. And just start cold emailing them. And that's what I did. Like I would send a bunch of them cold emails. And then one of them responded. And I was like, oh, we would like to, you know, kind of like, we like your CV. We would like to invite you. And obviously because it was like an internship, because obviously for NYC, they pay you next to nothing. It was an internship position. So I knew I wasn't going to be paid that much. So why wouldn't they like me with my master's degree? Like what the heck? So I knew I was... And the weird thing about when you feel overqualified and then you get rejected, it really messes with your head more than when you don't feel qualified, right? Because Yes, it does. Oh my God. Shara, sorry. It, no, no, no. It does. Yeah, I wanted you to respond. It messes with your head more because you're yeah, just like, so am I stupid? Am I am I really because that one job that because I remember Diana, I went to Diana's hair and I was Diana was doing my hair that day. And then I remember, but I do understand why I didn't get the role because there's a thing where if you don't meet certain things that they're looking for, you are just not going to get the job. But funny enough, it's really weird because years later, the job that I currently got, like the job I started in January, I remember the interview process and when they were asking me certain questions, because they will ask you things related to nigeria right and like oh do you understand like the nigerian healthcare system blah 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 and i'm like no i don't because i haven't worked in nigerian healthcare system well enough so when they asked me a question i was like unfortunately i don't have that much information on this subject right and i remember i used to feel weird to say i don't know in job interviews to specific questions but turns out isn't that bad but that's just a little digression Back to my main point about um the job market. So after doing the, I did like that interview that I did with Diana, Diana's house. I think I did maybe one other one, but the and the most annoying thing I think about that first couple of weeks when I was looking for a job or like it was maybe two months was when you would do like an interview and you wouldn't get any feedback, or but then again I. I don't want to use COVID as an excuse because it lo- some of them were like, oh yeah, you know, during this period, things are a little bit uncertain, so we'll get back to you. I mean, I was being very optimistic. So I feel like I started job hunting at a very unique period in time. So some of the experiences kind of can be like just bugged off to COVID and all of that. But um, what else do I want to say? I don't really want to talk about when I eventually got a job because that was also very... <laughs> That was also a very unique experience. It kind of like, it was like an offer that I already, I knew was kind of there, but then I was just like, okay, let me actually see if I can get something. Something else. 
yeah something else and then when that wasn't really working i was just like okay it's been like three months let me reach out to this person and see what comes out of it and hey that's been a really good decision that i've made in my life so yeah okay that's good you know something you said about interviews i feel this wickedness to interview someone and you cannot just tell them oh yeah well, i'm not taking you exactly like it can't be that difficult you don't even have mm-hmm. to say why just say oh i'm sorry it I'm not picking you. The end. No, you I mean, do have not to say why. I think oh, it's bad. For me, I really. For me, I would question why. Oh, I will ask you why. What did I do? Because I think feedback is necessary. What do you? What do you do? No. There what are other. Just say. No, we I just found other suitable. <laughs> what's that word they used to do? We okay. So what is it that you were looking for that I did not have? That you felt someone else was more suitable for it? We just felt they were more suitable. I don't even care exactly. that you tell me, but like, exactly. You just tell me. How do you improve if you don't know what you're doing do you wrong? Understand? If you don't know what you're doing wrong, how do you improve? Okay, the person just has more experience than you do. I don't That's want to cuss. I was about to say something. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but you know actually. Because even I've gotten jobs in which it wasn't an experienced thing. It's, do you understand? It was just, I was... I was better at being what they wanted me to be. It's not even experience because there are people that have more experience than you that will they get. Can't because again, it. I think the thing about recruiters too is they look for things besides um, what they have described or what they've detailed in terms of what they're looking for. I think that is so true because a lot of jobs, not a lot, but because obviously I've only had like what three jobs in my lifetime, but quite a number of those roles, I knew that there were other people that were growing up for the job. And I knew that because, because again, the thing is when you move back to Nigeria and you don't have that much years of experience, because I'm like, if you deep it at my age, right? If I, I had studied in Nigeria, you know the number of years, if I had like the traditional you know, you go straight after um, secondary school, you go into uni. There's a certain number of years of experience that you will have, right? You need to know that there will be people that have more experience than you in some of these roles, but yet you can get like, and again, and we'll go to the, how many episodes is this going to be? Because there's also the interview process for some of these jobs where <laughs> it's like four different processes that you have to go through. You have to meet first, you do, what you do written, you do interview, then you mm-hmm. meet with this other person, then you do this, and I'm just like, for what? For how then much are you with you? the CEO, and the CEO now bouncing. <laughs> references, and I was just like, what? What is all of this? But I think for some of them, I understand it because I only accept it when you know it's a decent enough organization. If it's any, God forgive me, but there are just some organizations that I'm just like, excuse you. Like I'm too good for you. What do you, what do you think you're asking me on these questions for? <laughs> but that process frustrates me so much. I'm like, why why can't you just tell me that after interview when you have the job, come and start? Why can't it be that way? I don't think that's going to happen because you know, even from the survey that we did, I don't think many people get feedback because from this thing that I'm looking at, I think the highest was forty four percent that said occasionally they get feedback so i think it's a common theme that people just don't have the time to always provide feedback and you can imagine let's even use a country like nigeria let me use nigeria even in the uk that let's say even nigerian doctors are trying to travel right and think of many other countries that are trying to come into the uk i put out an uh, advert uh let's say i only have two posts 
and 100 people apply. I shortlist 10 people. I shortlist 8 people for that. There's no way I can provide every single one of them feedback if I'm very busy. So I guess, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I just imagine that's what it does. Personally, I don't care about feedback. So maybe that's why I'm like this. I, I just want the job. <laughs> yeah, fair really enough. Yeah, because even in the UK, I was, they did not give me any reason why they reject. Sorry, unfortunately, <laughs> we cannot offer you this position at this time. Yada, 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 yada. I just remembered applying to a school in Budapest and like they rejected me and I was like why I want to know why what did I do and they actually responded it made me feel good that I got feedback from that so feedback is actually very necessary I think many people agree with you guys actually because from this one person said how because the question was how do they feel about not getting feedback one person said I cried somebody else said not good and that person said they felt stressed. And that person said they felt bad. Someone said they felt disappointed. Someone said they felt demoralized, sad. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people love feedback. So if you are HR or, I don't know, medical staff, not medical, what's the, what's the general staffing of regular companies? I was about to say, is it the recruiter that gives feedback? Is it not like HR or something? Is HR no also a recruiter? No, recruiter is an external person that works ah. for the company. Okay. I mean, that's how I understand. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> if you're in charge of giving feedback to Please. to people, you can see that people are not, yeah. they don't like it. Because one person even said it's annoying because feedback is helpful with letting you prepare for another opportunity and also helps you locate your weak point. Then I actually know the one that reads this thing. Because this is exactly what, what you said. Just, you just, like, it just helps you be better at the next interview. Like, okay, what did I do that you didn't like? Or what do you think I could have done better? Just so that it improves your chances of getting the next job. Do you understand? That's what feedback does. Uh, okay, okay, fine. I'll it's just, I think, that I think I'll just let that. <laughs> I don't, I honestly... I don't know if I, okay, fine. If I were to fill this form yeah. and they said, oh, how do you feel about getting feedback? I'll just say nothing. You don't have me. I think it's <laughs> Like, for me, what I have a problem with is you not getting back to me at all. So I don't need you to give me a reason why you didn't employ me. Just tell me I'm not employing you and that's enough for me because then I can stop hoping <laughs> oh, that's about true. that job do you get yeah like i i don't want to keep that hope alive or just keep saying oh maybe maybe they're considering mm -mm. let me just know so that i can just put x yeah but for me just... like once i apply to something do i take my mind off it that's it because when you apply you have work <laughs> that's, why. that's actually true you applied <laughs> when you've you had something doing because imagine, yeah. you'll be thinking about every single application that you sent, especially the ones that you true. really want. Sometimes mm -hmm. even, I used to daydream myself already in these roles, and I, oh, but when the ELA comes, whoosh, it to be very, very heartbreak. But yeah, I think, I think applying from a place of already having a job is different than applying from when you don't have a job. Every experience after that very first time, I was not as stressed because I had a job. No one was chasing me from the job. I just wanted to progress. That was yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. There's a thing of... So yeah. I was calm. 
if you they don't access me, eh, that's the business. <laughs> I, mean, I have next. like I didn't care. But when you are poor at home, no <laughs> money. It's how we keep saying you poor <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> See, 2020 was rough minus pandemic it was as if there was no direction for my life i feel like it's a different case when you are actually at home you don't have anything doing i know there's that whole pr- not, not like pressure but like questions that people and family friends will ask you because i even remember a few times diana would even ask me she'd be like how's your job process going and i always want to knock everybody because i was just like you know I'm applying, so why are you asking me? Like, what am I supposed to tell you? Oh, they gave me five rejections today. No, Damola. Or ten rejections. No one expects you to list how many you applied to. No one does that. Just how is it going? Oh, of course she knows it's that. My but it's just like, if I had a job, wouldn't I tell you that they've responded to me? You, I you know that that there's work. And you freaking chill. Uh-uh, it's not that deep. Excuse okay. you because you've not been in a position where I think you really no. like feels oh like you have. I don't. I don't. I don't think this is the case. To be job. honest, no, I don't think that's the case. I just yeah, feel but like then you don't get to see people to chill because you don't understand the Oh my goodness, they're showing concern, and you are doing what? Tomorrow night they don't show concern. You will say ah. I was applying. They did not did not ask me how my application process was going or anything. You can't just please human beings. That's just it. Away from that, I was going to say something, but I think it's still going to go back to my previous point, which was the question was how did the process of job hunting affect you? And then someone said depression due to several rejections. But I've learned to live with less expectations. Trust me, you'll be fine when you get to this point. And another person said got tired of receiving multiple rejections and at a point i just focused on doing what i was i'm guessing doing and someone else said it was mentally and emotionally challenging from all of this there's just a common theme saying that like even though the whole process of you know job hunting is just like one part of your life which is like your career it seems like there's an emotional toll the whole process takes on you you can see someone saying oh they got depressed they got sad some people become would i say angry um i personally i I would say i was angry not necessarily i was angry at anyone i was just angry at the situation like i just felt like i just feel like there was so much more that I felt like I was worth more. Maybe it's pride. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I should have been less proud. But I just, for me, it was such an emotional time for me. I definitely feel like my mood dipped during that period. I wouldn't say all the way like depressed or anything. I just felt like, yes, my mood was low during that period. So what would you guys say, right? I mean, I know you are not, you can't give everyone answers to um everything. But what would you say might help to reduce the emotional reaction that people have to would I say job hunting or job process, like that whole application process? For me, nothing helped. Maybe you guys have an idea. I really don't think that there's any advice I can give you that would sound like, I don't know, something. It would just be like, eh, you're talking because you have a job or something. You get. Just, I just need you to know that. I want to say that that's not life in its entirety, but like, honestly, your career is a major it's a major part of your life so i understand how you know how that could affect you it's just um sometimes 
take your mind off it or as much as possible apply to many places like at a go so that just cast a very wide net or something like there's nothing that would make you feel better i don't know i really don't think there's anything to be honest i think well some of this is easier said than done there are a number of things so first of all when you are at that point where you are obviously searching for a job whether it's your first job or you're trying to you hate your current job you're trying to leave it or you're trying to progress onto a better role and you do go on the job markets and you're searching again one thing well at least in my experience it can feel very isolating right especially when you get rejections you think you almost feels like an attack on your person you think it is me as in child that they don't want. So you need to understand, first of all, you are, it's not just you going through this. Like if you think deeply about it, there's probably hundreds of people. Because, you know, even, for example, you look on LinkedIn and you see jobs and you see the number of people that have applied for roles. You need to know that there are hundreds or even thousands of people that are also just as qualified. And they, that role is only for one person. So if you think about it deeply, you understand that some of these jobs, you are not going to get it. And it's not an attack on you because it's not that you're not qualified. It just means that somebody else will get it for whatever reason, which is why, of course, getting feedback, you know, it can be controversial because sometimes they can't even actually say anything because it's not like you did anything wrong. It's just like, oh, because again, you know, recruitment is also sometimes personal. Like, like Diana says, when she feels more comfortable about doing like face-to-face interviews. It's easier for her personality to shine that way. She feels at ease. And there's so many different things that go into like the interview process, the whole recruitment process. So understand it is not just you going through this experience. If you understand that, then I feel like things like depression, while they might come, they probably won't last as long because it's probably easier to just bounce back here. Like, okay, all right, now this one is not for me. On to the next, right? Um, My second point is, <laughs> this one is one that I feel like I need it for myself. But if it helps anybody, then good for you. I think you need to embrace the idea of failure. Because sometimes, again, you think okay, you didn't get this thing, so... And I guess that there's pressure, especially if maybe you feel like you're the one providing for your family, this, that, that, that. You feel like a failure. But failure is a good thing in life. Like, no matter what it is that you do in your life, you have to work for it. And sometimes you have to work really hard to get specific things, like specific jobs that you're looking for. And I'm also the firm believer of what is yours will not actually pass you by. So if you also ground yourself in that like philosophy or belief that if something is meant for you, it will not actually pass you by. So if you don't get this one role, just understand that there is a role out there for you. Those are my two things. But I think if you experience like a lot of depression, you experience a lot of sadness during the job hunting process, try and think about these things and See if it helps or if it like helps reorient your um frame of thought. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And if I would just to add one more thing, right? What I'll say is apply for stuff even when you don't feel qualified. I know that um you get to a point when you're like, you know what, I'm not I'm not doing yes. this anymore, but you need to move on from it. 
and you need to apply i promise you the very first job i got in the uk based on their person specification i was not qualified for it even when they invited me for interview i was like this people made mistake if they did not see my application very well but they they interviewed me the panel they really liked me and they offered me the job and from someone who was in a position where oh i was getting a lot of rejections i had multiple interview offers where i could actually choose from and say okay i'm going to turn this one down imagine somebody that was crying before i could now turn people down so i would just say apply as widely as you can like diana said but even when you feel like I'm not qualified for this. And the reason I'm stressing on this is because historically, I find that sometimes men are more courageous in doing that, just applying for stuff and women. Yep. I mean, I mean, I might be wrong, but just talking to people no, I no, know, no, like there's my friends. to support that. Uh, you know, very um, true. Yeah. I'm not at all. Yeah, like men... Yeah, men might just do it, but women will be like, oh no, they said this one. Maybe they'll meet all the criteria, they'll just pick that one line that they did not meet and say they are not applying. Yes, oh my God. (laughs) Just apply. Like you, you literally have nothing to lose. And if we're to go by some of the responses, some people gave, some people said just keep persevering, keep moving forward. Someone said sleep reviewed the process and try again. So I mean, obviously all of this sounds very nice and fun. But I think that even not just now, like the age that we are, but as we even grow older, we might want to, we might want to pivot, we might want to change careers, we might want to break into a new industry. So this is, this whole job process, obviously it might not be as horrible as it, as it is when you're starting where you'd be applying for for hundreds of jobs. But I think it will always come a time where you always want a change. And if you have that philosophy kind of early enough, like, if they rejected me, it's not the end of the world. I'll just keep moving forward. I'll just keep trying. I th- I definitely think it might help, you know. But yeah, I feel like we've talked your ears off for quite a bit. We have business to attend to. We announced yeah. the giveaway. Please, we have a winner. Drum rolls, guys. Woo. Drum rolls. I actually did wrong drum roll. Drum roll. Okay. And the winner of the giveaway is Maka. Congrats. A, 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 A. The winner of our first giveaway. Congratulations, Maka. We hope that you're very pleased with your gifts. Um, Please reach out to our life uncharted social media to pick the gifts you would prefer you already know what the options are so please yeah just reach out to us and thank, thank you, you all for participating <laughs> I mean, we think alike we think alike shout out to yeah, all for of everyone you yes everyone who commented i almost wanted to pick two winners um okay, yeah but that one is acting. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually serious. I wanted to pick Why? two winners. Why? But the second winner. Because the second winner, I think I would have done partiality for that one. <laughs> I would not have. <laughs> Maybe if I if I did random selection for what, I would just say this is the second winner. I would not be for that one. Please, why? Because I just I I think because I, I appreciated that the person went to the length of actually writing details as to why they liked a certain episode okay oh, like do you, do you want I to just do like a mini thing for that person now. you know yeah we can do like a second place yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we Maybe announce that. that. Oh my god, you're like No, don't worry. I will not announce it now. So but I think I really appreciate everyone who took the time to write something and for everyone that has supported us um this far and if you got to this point in fact maybe i should not say where the giveaway place is so you should listen to so i mean if you got to this point then you heard with the giveaway uh when that <laughs> is but imagine if you don't say where it is they have to listen to the whole episode to hear the <laughs> anyway guys this has been fun anchoring i'm very long Sorry, guys. I love Please. longer episodes. So I'm quite excited about this one. Please, if you if yeah. you actually listened up until this point for this episode, I think send us a DM. So <laughs> I don't know even know if they really them out on our socials. They're true fans. Oh, imagine listening point. for this yeah. long. Yeah. Please, guys, like not like uh share <laughs> youtube like share subscribe. the episode <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this is but no no i want them to rate rate the episode and so subscribe either, to like you. just rate it and you can also follow so that you're notified when we drop another episode and share with your friends and also if you have suggestions on episode ideas or something you want us to talk about or we actually promised we we're going to do like a QA, but we never did it so maybe if you want us to do it, let us know. Did we? Um, yeah, we promised a long time yeah, ago. on Instagram. When we're, when we're saying, oh, on season two, when we're going to be doing well, we lied to them. Season but two never if you want us, now. If you want us to do it, please let us know so that we can plan and schedule. And mm-hmm. yes, just one more thing before we go. Please support Nollywood. I'm begging you. I, know, I don't know why that is something, but this weekend I had like two hours i was just looking through prime and i've seen a lot of like, 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 content details, we're yeah. supposed to do a nollywood episode i was it literally will. looking through my notes and it's been one of the topics we oh said my god that's so true we're damona was supposed to anchor episode. that yeah so we need to yeah we're supposed to that. anchor that okay, okay we have to we have to maybe wait that. till i finish watching there's a movie i want to watch and i'm going to cinema to watch it so like when i'm done we can is it the setup no brotherhood no Oh, Brotherhood. Brotherhood is fun now. When is the setup? The setup is currently showing now. I'm not interested. Okay. Go and watch it now. Go and support it. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening to us. We'll catch you in our next episode. You didn't mention our socials. Bye.